Welcome to the Denny Price Family YMCA podcast, where we tell the community story. All right, welcome back to the YMCA, Denny Price Family YMCA podcast, and we are starting a little bit different direction. We're going to start looking at uh, a word of the month here at the Y that is biblical, and today's word is forgiveness. So I'm going to let Jared take over on uh, talking a little bit about forgiveness, and we'll get into uh, Q&A with each other and discuss what forgiveness means. So go ahead, Jared. Yeah, thanks, Greg, for having me on this cold afternoon. Um, we are wanting to emphasize what is uh, what are some Christian principles. That's our mission. That's our focus. And uh, so when we think about the topic of forgiveness, there's one uh, many passages without and, and a thread that you'll find all through Scripture. However, uh, I think it would be helpful to, to look at this one particular passage in Matthew 18, where Jesus uh, gives a parable, and I'll, I'll read that, and then we can discuss what, uh, what we find in this passage about the topic of forgiveness. This is Matthew chapter 18, uh, starting in verse 21. Uh, I'm reading from the English Standard Version, and it says, <clears throat> um, oh, wrong page, it says, Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? And Jesus said to him, I do not say uh, to you seven times, but seventy times seven. And Jesus goes on to say, Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wishes to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold and his wife and his children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of the servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when the same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii and seizing him. He began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe me. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will repay you. He refused and went out <clears throat> and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servant saw what, he had, what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you pleaded with me and you should <clears throat> and you should not and should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had had mercy on you and in anger his master delivered him into the hands of the jailers until he should pay all his debt so also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart I'm glad you're reading that because anytime you start reading the Bible, it's always difficult because Jesus, when he starts getting into parables, always makes it difficult to read. And then, of course, the Bible is just written so different from our everyday communication. So yeah. I'm glad you read through that, not me. Yeah, choked my way through it. <clears throat> well, let's talk about forgiveness because okay. we've got a lot uh, of discussion with this. Um, there's a lot of different ways to look at forgiveness. 
I don't know if I have the answers today to, to answer all the forgiveness, but obviously we're called to forgive. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think one of the things uh, that, that's clear from this passage uh, it was it was sobering when you hear in verse uh, 35 where it says, so also my heavenly father will do to every one of you, which is uh, his anger be kindled against those who who don't forgive, especially if they realize that they've been forgiven much by the Lord. So it's it's almost there's an expectation here that if you've accepted the free uh, offer of forgiveness that that God gives, then in turn, you would mimic that or you would mirror his kindness to to you by extending that to others. But man, that's can be very hard. Yeah. Well, we know that we take things personal. Yeah. And we get offended on things that actually probably really don't matter for the most part. Um, but we wonder why the world calls Christian hypocrites sometimes. Yeah. And I think forgiveness is one of the big issues that we all deal with on, well, you call yourself this, yeah, but you won't even forgive somebody for this. And this is a great example in Matthew of, of really what I'm talking about there. Yeah. So when, so also in this, this passage, this, this word forgive, if we were to, to look at it in the original language, that, that kind of, me, the, the word means to, uh, to send away or to release it. It, it is an actual uh, removal from something or uh, the process and, and what Jesus describes here. It's the process. Forgiveness is the process of removing or canceling uh, a wrong or a debt uh, that you must pay. It's letting someone go from this obligation of whatever the wrong offense was or whatever the debt was in this particular parable. Yeah, and I heard a really good message on this particular topic one time. And this pastor, I'm not going to name who the pastor was, but this pastor talked about that is our our job as Christians to forgive, but that doesn't mean that the law, there aren't consequences to doing things illegal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we can forgive the person that maybe stole our car, but that doesn't mean that the person shouldn't pay the fine or spend time in prison or whatever whatever those debts may be to to the legal side of it. Those are two different things, and I some, think sometimes we get those confused. What are your thoughts on well, that? Well, um, the first thing that comes to mind is sometimes when we think of forgiveness, that means we sweep the offense uh, under the rug. Like, like you said, we we don't uh, we just turn our eyes from it. You know, it, there's no consequences. That's not what forgiveness means, uh, and most clearly, that is seen uh, in uh, in God's. Um, in God's economy, where when he says, I will forgive your sins as far as the East is from the West, because of your faith in Jesus Christ, he is not saying, I'm not going to punish anything. Matter of fact, somebody has to pay the debt. And in the case of Christ, he is the one that took the payment. He is the one that took the debt. The consequences... Yeah, it didn't disappear. Did it, it didn't disappear. No, no, no. The consequences were... Were, were taken from me, what I rightfully deserved, and were placed on the Son of God, uh, who said voluntarily, I'll take those. And that is gives us the position that God says, I can forgive your sins and not hold them against you or release you from the payment of, of needing to pay those because somebody else already paid your debt. Yeah, and probably not as much as I should, but hopefully more than some. I think about that debt that was paid and how, excuse me, how undeserving we were. And yet 
sometimes I ask myself, why would he bother to do that? That doesn't make any sense in our human mind. Yeah. Well, and that, and I think that is, that is the, the thrust and the gist of this particular parable that Jesus is telling is this servant was forgiven. What did it say? Um, 10,000 talents. And if you, if a talent was about 20 years wages. And so he was 10,000 talents. So there was a huge amount of debt. And and so if you take the comparison of the two servants, the king forgave a huge amount of debt. And the other uh, was what, three denarii? That was small beans in comparison to what we've been forgiven. And so I think there is a call for us to constantly remember how much we've been forgiven. And if you think that way, particularly not forgiven from uh, interpersonal relationships between one another, but but from God, from that perspective, how much he has forgiven us, um, it should make it easier or should at least make us think, man, what, when I forgive my neighbor for uh, mowing too far on my side or for my kids, you know, uh, teacher who spent gave them the wrong grade or whatever the forgiveness needs to be the offense uh, it, it's small beans in comparison to what God has forgiven. Well, you notice us. in the Bible He always gives the big picture and some little things on what we wouldn't forgive. You know, He always shows us even the little things, even even if it's two cents or $2 million, it really doesn't matter what the debt is, you know? So yeah. reading through our, we, we don't have a text, but we've got a little book that has some good forgiveness stuff in it. It talks about forgiveness as an act of compassion, which obviously Jesus was yeah. the, the king of compassion. It also talks about forgiveness is love expressed in difficult circumstances. It's really easy for me to tell you, you should forgive. Yeah. But boy, Social media is the perfect example of the non-forgiveness that we have in our world today. Yeah. We hit sin and explode out and attack and, you know. Yeah. And uh, I just recently heard a, a quote, um, well, uh, sidetrack with the social media side, but it, it used the language of be a person that is you're be a person that is that other people would say they're a delight to disagree with. Like uh, I. I, I'm disagreeing with you, but it's pleasant. You know, we, we, we get in such a volatile uh, space where it's it's not good to disagree with one another. And yeah, you don't have to win the debate, yeah. you know, and sometimes we think we want to conquer the other person yeah. by finally getting angry enough to we're just spitting out bad information, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and, and not to get too sidetracked, I think pulling that back into forgiveness, this idea of compassion and in difficult circumstances, uh, definitely, uh, I, that resonated with me too. When I think about forgiveness is love expressed. And so uh, forgiveness is not just a word you say, it is an action. It's, it's expressing, uh, your disposition, your love towards something or someone in a particular, I like what it said, difficult circumstance. You know, this is, it, it makes it sound like the natural thing to do is not to forgive. That's what it feels like. Yeah, and I think it is in our sinful nature. It is it is totally against our nature, uh, apart from the saving work of Christ. It is totally against our nature to to want to forgive in a in a circumstance that's difficult. Our our nature would say, hold a grudge, be bitter, uh, wage war, uh, and not bring uh, about a a spirit of peace and harmony and unity. Yeah. Well, everything that we do naturally is the opposite of what God does. Yeah. Which is sad because that makes everything hard. Yeah. You know, so yeah. 
Let me read this if you don't mind. It says, yeah. forgiveness is a threefold promise. Really like this too. I'm going I'm to read these three. It says, I will not bring up this offense again or use it against you. Well, that's no fun. Mm-hmm. We got we to use those things against them, right? It says, I will not bring it up to others and gossip or malign you because of it. And I will not bring it up to myself and dwell on this offense. We know that we can't erase things, but we can learn with a lot of hard work to not continually in our mind hold that begrudgingly, which is difficult. Yeah. Well, I think uh, one of the misconceptions sometimes about forgiveness is forgiveness is the same thing. Uh, forgetting and forgiving is the same thing. Uh, and I don't all, I don't see those as synonymous. I think uh, forgetting, uh, when it, even when the scripture, when it says God for, uh, forgets, it doesn't mean yeah. that God doesn't remember it yeah. because obviously he's all knowing. He knows you all can't things. Forget. <laughs> yeah. What it, what it, what it means is that I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep bringing this up as an accusation against you. I, I no longer will, will put this before. And that's what it says is I will no longer bring this offense up. And man, do we, do we do that? We, uh, we say we forgive somebody. I'm guilty of this. I say we forgive somebody. And then when they hurt me again in the same kind of way, I'll, I'll start making tick marks. Well, there's one, this is the third time you've done that. Although I forgive them the first two. Uh, and so maybe it should be, this is the first time you've ever done that, uh, you know, again, and, and because we're not holding that offense against them. And that is, uh, that's hard. Yeah. Well, that's really hard. I wish this was as easy as it sounds in the Bible, right? Yeah. Um, I, th- uh, just to kind of bring up what you talked about a minute ago, it says forgiveness is not, forgetting and it gets into biblically that that god can't forget yeah because he's perfect yeah he couldn't possibly forget something he even if he tried he couldn't do that um but but i but i think the purpose too is to try to forget and act like we forgot even though really it's always there you know it's it's hard well and i think i think when we've been wronged or hurt we naturally build um build defenses up, you know, uh, we, we still have the pain and the scars and the memory. Uh, this is what, uh, some of those, you know, if you use language of trauma, that's some of what that is. It's, it's, I remember this pain. I remember what it feels like, you know, your kid reaches up and burns their hand on the stove and they've got marks on their fingers. They can see that and remember that's hot. And so it's not always a bad thing to remember the pain and the hurt uh, because we we learned from that, but it is it's another thing to uh, to hold on to it so tightly that we uh, we don't release somebody from the wrong they they they've done. Yeah, th- this is kind of a funny story that popped in my head when my son, who's 22 now, was just a little guy when we first moved here. He was about four years old, and my wife was taking him around because he wasn't in school yet, and they went to a little oh. It was kind of an antique shop because she liked to look at antiques and probably wanted to get out of the house and do some things. And of course he went with her and she noticed that he was playing with this yo-yo. And then, so they continued to look around and then loaded up and went back to the house for lunch or something. And then he pulled this yo-yo out of his pocket. And my wife, Kathy said, Foster, where did you get that yo-yo? And he had this look on his face like, "Uh Oh, he, he, she said, did you take that yo-yo from, I don't know, remember the name of the place. Yeah, yeah. And he just looked at her like, uh, uh, was I not supposed to do that? Or what, you know, I got caught or whatever, whatever was going on in his four-year-old mind. 
And so she said, all right, we're going to have to go back and you're going to have to give that yo-yo back to the person that owns this shop. Of course he did. We don't hold that against him as you're going to, you're a thief for the rest of your life. It was a mistake that he made. He learned hopefully from the mistake. Right. And, you know, but we could easily, and that's just a simple thing, but we could easily hold that accountable as you're nothing but a thief for the rest of his life. Yeah. And that's, that's not the appropriate way that, that thank goodness God didn't treat us that way. Can you imagine yeah. if he was lining up those ticks that you talked about in a minute ago? Yeah. We would feel ashamed. And sometimes that's really hard for people to understand is, well, I've done so many things. How can I go to church or how can I come to God or how can I even be in the presence of, of him? And that's what people need to understand is, is he's wiped that clean, which is hard for us to understand because we can't really do that. Right. And, and I so, think I think you're exactly right when people um, when we sin, when we've offended God, why it's so hard for us to come running to him first. Uh, it's because we think when when he says, I forgive you and and uh, we might talk about this in, a, in, in future podcasts, but but forgiveness uh, is not just um I forgive you from all your past. Uh, it's uh, in God's forgiveness. It's it's past, present, and future, which so, is really hard to understand. Yeah. So all I've already your, forgiven you. I've already forgiven you of all your sins. Jesus has paid paid for it all. So that means forgiveness is uh, purchased or won or freely given for all of our sins. And and yet when we come to God, we think that He's uh, looking at those offenses, and they do offend Him. Our sins really do offend God. Uh, and that's why we constantly uh, hold fast to Jesus and cling to him because we continually uh, need the sacrifice that he gave on a regular, daily, minute by minute kind of basis. And um, yeah, good stuff. Really important, too, is that doesn't give us the ability to just sin anyway, even though he already forgiven us. Right. Sometimes I think people honestly think that, you know, I'm just going to ask for forgiveness ahead of time. And go ahead and do those sins, knowing that they're going to be forgiven. That's a little too far in the grace. Yeah. You know. Well, you've heard you've heard the uh, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Yeah. You know, and um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we that's probably not the best route to go. So I really like this too. It says he, of course, that's God. He makes a promise not to treat us as our sins deserve, because mm. we deserve to pay for our sins. Right. And yet he chooses not to do that. Yeah. And it stands out to me there too, the idea of choosing. So when we, when we talk of forgiveness, not only uh, God's forgiveness of us, but our forgiveness of those who've wronged us or when we forgive somebody else who's, uh, or when they forgive us for when we've wronged them, I guess I should say uh, it, it, it is, a, it's not, it's not a once and done kind of deal. It reminds me of this active, it's an active choice. Like I'm daily choosing to forgive you. I'm daily choosing because there might be a situation where, where you've been hurt so severely abused or whatever it might be that every time you see that person, you have to, you have to actively choose that. I'm not going to hold this against them, or I'm not going to bring it up, or I'm not going to uh, let my mind dwell on it. I think that's another way that we, uh, that we, um, when we think about forgiveness, it's, it's a promise to say, I won't continually dwell on this. I won't let this rule me or rule over me, whatever that offense might've been. And, um, and so, the active side of it, the choice side of forgiveness. It's, it could be not just, well, I forgave you one time. It's a daily, 
daily kind of thing uh, that you say, I'm going to forgive you today. And you don't have to say that to the person, but in your own mind, in your own heart, you're making a resolve or a promise to, to forgive them again and again and again. Um, yeah. I, you know, I think personality has a real, I'll, I'll use the word fluctuation on how we forgive. I think it's easier for some people than it is for others. I know some people struggle with forgiveness. I think sometimes, um, you know, you and I have talked about our personalities and how different we are. Yeah. And I admire some of the things that you can do a lot better than me because I, I'm not a, I don't, I don't wouldn't say I struggle with forgiveness as much as there are times where I just, okay, we well, did this. I'm just not going to mess with you anymore. Yeah. Which is not really the right approach. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes it's easier for me to deal with it that way. Well, I forgive them. I just don't want to hang around them or I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to talk to them. Or I don't want to see them or whatever it may be. And everybody deals with that a little bit differently. Now, you know, sometimes there's forgiveness where you don't need to be around that person because it yeah. was so offensive that it could be an issue. Yeah. You know, or abuse or danger. Yeah. yeah. I'm not really talking about those big, big ones. I'm more talking about just something you said, something you did. Sometimes I can just blow them off, which is really my own fault. It's not their fault, you know, but. Yeah. If we blew everybody off that it, that in some way offended us or did something, we wouldn't have any friends. Yeah. You know, right. so. One is, uh, what is a one way, Greg, that you, uh, as we, uh, you know, kind of wrap this one up, I hope we have more conversations about forgiveness, but what is one way that we can cultivate? Let's talk about cultivating forgiveness. You know, what what's one way that we can grow in, in uh, our, um, our forgiveness of other people? Well, I think maybe two ways to look at that maybe is if we want to be forgiven, we have to learn to forgive. That's right. We've got to, it's got to be both directions. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like relationships got to go both ways. Yeah. It's not a one way street, you know, which is hard sometimes because it's really easy to hold those ticks that you talked about. Well, and what I've experienced in my own life and in others uh, that I'm minister to is we often will say, well, I'll forgive if you. Yeah. So like stipulations. Yeah. Like my forgiveness is contingent upon you forgiving, you know? And, and I think, I think when we play that, that reciprocal kind of uh, tick for tat kind of deal, then, then we miss the, the heart of forgiveness because uh, you know, the one, when, when God forgives us, it is very one-sided. He has nothing to be, be forgiven for, but so we shouldn't wait for somebody else to forgive us before we're willing to forgive. You know, I think there needs to be a, it starts with me kind of attitude. Like I'm going to start with us. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to forgive regardless of, of that person's response. Like if and you may never get that response. Yeah. And they may never, they may, may never change. Yeah. And, and, and so and sometimes and, they won't. Yeah. definitely. And so, but that's not where you, you, I don't think we, 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 we hold our, our forgiveness from somebody based on that. I agree hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the kind of the second thing that popped in my head on the, on the question yeah. you answered or asked me a minute ago was I, I'm not very good at letting a lot of people, I'm not, I struggle with transparency and vulnerability yeah. to get to know me because it's easier for me to do that than it is to open myself up and then have to forgive, mm-hmm. you know? So my circle's kind of small, Yeah, which is not necessarily a positive thing, but that's, that's one of my many weaknesses that I have yeah. is my circle is small. I struggle with trusting a lot of different people because I don't want to be vulnerable to even have to get into asking for forgiveness. I just, I, I, I can 
put my head down and worry about numbers and yeah. stats yeah. and and those kind of things. And, and I think Jared, you're probably the opposite of that. Yeah, I I don't know. It's easy to get your tight circle because you don't want to be offended. I think that's probably the hardest part is you don't want anybody to offend you. Um, but I'm really good about offending other people, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and, and, and not in a, in, in a healthy way, but I, I think one of the, as, as you're talking about just what, what, what can I practically do? And I think praying and asking God for compassion, uh, in your own life, be more compassionate towards somebody who's offended you. Um, that's what we see this King do. Uh, the word pity there just rang out, like have pity. He had pity on the, the servant. And so that's the idea of, of compassion. And so uh, cultivating compassion in your life, seeing where people are coming from, knowing their story, um, but also just asking the Lord to be, you know, to give you compassion like Jesus had. I think will, as the, the more compassionate you become, the more forgiving you will become. Um, and I think we see that in the heart of God as well. And in, in, in learning to be compassionate can be as difficult as forgiveness sometimes. Yeah. It's not that some people don't care. Yeah. It's just to really care, you kind of have to make yourself vulnerable. And that's scary for some people to to open up and, and, you know, be really good friends by telling them things that you struggle with or deal with or whatever it may be. Yeah. Because anytime you do that, people are going to let you down at some point because mm -hmm. they're people, just yeah. like I do with my own family or spouse or whoever it yeah. may be. You know, yeah. that's what I like about dogs. <laughs> See, they may pee on the floor, right? Yeah. But boy, they're excited to see you every single day. Wouldn't that be fun if you're like your kids run around in a circle and wag their tail and all were excited? Yeah, yeah. They have that unconditional love. Well, maybe we need to have more unconditional love. It's a lot easier to yeah. forgive with, with that way. So, and I think the ultimate, as we wrap up, the ultimate uh, uh, way to cultivate forgiveness is in your, in your own heart and mind is to meditate on and remember um, our offense against God and the fact that He said, "I will forgive you." Uh, as you put your trust in my son. And the more you remember that, the more you will, uh, you will be, uh, I think, compassionate, but also, man, I've been forgiven so much like this servant. You know, I've been forgiven so much and, and what I need to forgive those uh, who offend me uh, because, and then that, that shows the gospel to the world. When we forgive other people, it's, it's, it's basically a mini sermon. It's preaching the gospel to those who are around us and they ask you, Hey, why do you forgive me? No way should you forgive me. And we've all seen circumstances where, where a shooter, uh, you know, or, or a victim of a shooting is forgiving the person who, who committed the crime. And, and, you, and you're looking at that thinking, man, that, why would they do that? And it's only because of the gospel that somebody forgives when they've been, offended. they're not going to without that. There's yeah. no way, no yeah. way at all. So, yeah, well, we're getting close to our 30 minutes. So, um, Jared, we, I appreciate your time. I think this will be good for people to listen to on forgiveness. It yeah. might be good for us to listen to on forgiveness. Yeah, definitely. Again and um, again. So forgiveness is easy. We've already solved that. We, maybe we don't need another 30 minutes on forgiveness, but we'll, we'll wrap this up. We'll, we're going to try to do this about once a week on, on topics that fit the uh, word of the month. And the why now is, is beginning to uh, have a word of the month. And it's going to be on our machines in the fitness center. It's going to be at the front desk. And we're going to try to promote this throughout the Y. And I'm excited about it. And I'll probably learn as much as they will by just going through this stuff again and being 
convicted of my own non-forgiveness. So yeah, which is constantly uh, uh, just trying to be intentional uh, in the Christian emphasis uh, and say, hey, what makes this different? What makes the YMCA um, not that other religions or other groups of people or not that you wouldn't want forgiveness for everybody, but specifically, uh, this is a Christian principle uh, forgiveness because we see that in the very heart of God uh, and his relationship to us. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks, Jared.